0: Okay, that should be live now can you can you hear me okay Rami yeah I can hear you great Jack brilliant brilliant so how are we doing guys it's episode three of the podcast now so we're we're starting to get into the weeds of them a bit um we have Rami Korhon from Finland who's a Bitcoiner and he owns um a tech company uh associated with all kinds of IT projects and infrastructure they have a bit of involvement in Bitcoin as well um, and I met R- Rami at the recent Bitcoin event, we were talking about Bitcoin for a couple of hours, and now here we are on this podcast. So, um yeah, just to start, Rami, like uh, if, if you just want to give a, like, a background of yourself, um, your company, and then your, I suppose, your whole Bitcoin orange pill journey, how you ended up, did, did you make a lot of the same mistakes I did along the way? Um and yeah, but what's 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 the story with uh with your Bitcoin journey? Yeah, so um,
1: I've been in tech industry since like the turn of the century. Uh, I graduated from university after studying like social sciences and stuff. But got a fateful phone call from a couple of friends who said that hey, mobile phones are gonna be a big thing in the future, so we should find found a company to do services for those. So we started a company called Small Planet, we did that for about 10 years, we sold uh, different platforms for mobile operators around the world around early mobile gaming and, and chat, chatting and, and dating apps and these kind of things. The first generation of mobile, so to speak. And then 2009, we started the company that then evolved into Oiban, which is the company where I'm the CEO today. And with that company, it was just the idea to, to kind of use our expertise in building digital services to build stuff for others. So find clients that are have some vision, business need, but they don't have the technical capabilities of building it themselves. So we started making mobile apps, web services, and over time, we started to grow that business. Then I went away from uh, Eva. that was the company called at the time. I went to US to do some music startup projects for a couple of years and uh funnily enough i lived in in soma in san francisco 2012 2013 so very close to where the early bitcoin meetups were but uh, i didn't stumble upon those those meetups at the time and and then i came back to finland uh and and went back to this Iva company and then uh, around 2016 we acquired a small three person like uh, highly talented uh tech company called mobila and uh and then one of them came to work with us and uh he always had like bitcoin price chart on his laptop every every minute <laughs> that was 2016 i was like starting to get more curious obviously i had heard about bitcoin early on but i had the usual thing that it's probably for mostly criminals and you know drug users and all that kind of stuff uh but then um, yeah i started to gain more interest uh then i st- started to uh think about it from the kind of business perspective as well there was a lot of that blockchain not bitcoin narrative going on and uh started reading some books and getting more into it and finally in 2017 I purchased some bitcoin and then uh, that was luckily a little bit after the big top and and then I started to kind of go to different conferences from the kind of blockchain angle in a way uh and um but over time maybe in a year or so uh i invested in some of the altcoins or coins uh but more, mainly bitcoin but then i thought that like yeah everything else <laughs> seems kind of shady so i started to kind of divest away from everything else and my conviction in bitcoin grew and i'd say around 2019-20 i i became like uh only interested in in bitcoin as as, as a person our company uh Oyban, which it is called today after a merger with it in 2020 we are about 220 people and we have offices in five countries we do a lot of international like big digital transformation projects uh so we have some uh, bitcoin related stuff that we do here so originally this company we bought in 2016 they had uh, been helping build one quite famous uh, bitcoin slash crypto broker here in finland so we've been working with those guys and then we have our own little product as well for for like uh legacy financing institutions if they want to start offering bitcoin uh saving as a product then we have like a nice white table platform that they can pretty much plug plug and play uh, without having to build it themselves so uh and then uh, over time um i started thinking also like could i do something else than than just like be interested and uh and save in bitcoin and then do some stuff around oivan which is the company that i work at uh and i have this kind of a second life um besides business that i've been playing in in a punk rock band since like uh the 90s and uh about two years ago i did a lot of business trips in the middle east and and I had those kind of two week trips where i the weekend there was kind of boring because there's not a lot of like nightlife activities or anything like that so i just found an old guitar from one of those uh houses that we stayed in and started uh, writing some acoustic songs and i thought like Mm, Well, I don't want to write about the same stuff that I write in my my main band, which is called fumble uh, That I want to write about something else And then I thought that hmm, maybe I could just do some like a Bitcoin culture related themes And then I started this project called the higher low Which I released the first song in January and I've been just gradually putting some songs in YouTube and having fun with it and Some people have also found it entertaining. I even did one show (laughs) so and today uh I'm doing my main job here at Oivan and then uh, uh being as all of us plebs you know spending a lot of my time in the in the co- driver's seat in the car listening to you know Rocket uh Tales from the Crypt and <laughs> this kind of th- this kind of stuff and uh just being happy that I I discovered it early on and uh trying to kind of uh find ways to uh kindly educate the rest of the world as, as we all do to, to get as many people on this this board as we can.
0: Yeah, and what what you say? The higher low is is. Do you say this is Bitcoin music? Is it like Bitcoin orientated band? Yeah. So the idea is that
1: uh, these are like acoustic songs, like maybe similar to when um, like Frank Turner started as just man and a guitar. So the same thing that I don't have any any backing band. I do everything by myself, hundred percent do it do it yourself stuff. And the idea is just to do this kind of a pop punk type of songs acoustically that sing about the kind of pleb culture bitcoin culture without ever saying the word bitcoin so like if you start listening to that music and you know something about this scene then very quickly you will discover what i'm singing about but the idea is that also make the songs that other people can enjoy them so i've had some some of my old friends and people who have been following my main band for a long time uh, i have actually found those songs as, as like just fun catchy little songs without even knowing that i'm talking about like you know satoshi
0: and that kind of stuff in those songs so that's kind of fun yeah Yeah. you'll have to send me the link after and i'll link it in the description but um yeah no because there there was uh very recently there was some viral um uh, yeah i was just wondering was was it was it was it your music for a second but yeah you you said there was it might have been that other person that that went totally viral it was about um It was to do with Nick Carter. It's uh, like Star. Wars. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do as. Uh, I mean, once you listen to my music, you can find some like uh, familiar characters hidden hidden in there. But uh, let's say I don't. I don't do such direct direct songs as as this this person. But it was hilarious though. Yeah.
0: Yeah no no I must listen to that because um no I listen to it'd be interesting it'd be like trying to find like little Easter eggs inside of a kind of Bitcoin Easter egg stuff, but um, but yeah so like so with Bitcoin yourself so like like how long did it take to for you to get totally orange pit like you, say like the narrative um you said the block it was kind of blockchain not Bitcoin like look I think everyone kind of does that for a while or at least they think Bitcoins first and then. You know, and then it's like you're like, oh, this is old tech, what's next kind of thing. Um yeah, I had, to... yeah, yeah, totally like
1: that that mentality of like MySpace and then like Facebook took over MySpace. That kind of idea that it if it was the first, it can't really be the last last like thing standing. But that took me a while. But yeah, good question. I think what 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 really and I think this is a bit of a cliche, but but really, reading really the Bitcoin standard was a really big thing for me because uh, it explained the importance of Bitcoin in this kind of a non-technical way, and also tied up to my earlier, earlier background in studying sociology and economic and political science and these kind of things in the university, and then also my kind of a journey as a as a like a punk rock slash alternative rock person and do do it yourself kind of a rock rock musician uh it kind of all came together so a little bit of this that always having certain distrust on like what the so-called the man is telling us <laughs> uh <laughs> then a uh, uh, little bit of distrust on like how the kind of a uh, economic system is kind of sold to us uh and uh then the idea that you know, what money actually is and and, uh, how it's something that nobody like, I never thought about what money actually is even by running businesses, quite big businesses at times. It was just, you know, that was like the last thing you thought about what money is actually, you just thought about how to make money or how to spend money, but never what it is. So that came, came in there very nicely. And then the kind of human rights, human rights, uh, um, aspects super important for me so that it, it can help those people that that kind of uh don't have the benefits of the kind of relatively safe and well-functioning kind of uh, infrastructure that we've been born into and then one really interesting thing for me was also the kind of game theory because i've been interested in game theory for a long time and i've been working in startups where we've been kind of trying to create these viral ho- loops and these kind of things and uh with bitcoin I've, i just saw something that i've never seen before that how can somebody create like an incentive loop that's so perfect that just runs on its own and just like sucks people in and makes them do stuff that is completely uh like they do it completely for their self-interest but at the same time it completely helps everybody else in the network it's completely incredible how the how the incentive structure uh, and the kind of game theory behind Bitcoin works, all the way from like individual hodlers to to speculative investors, to miners, to node runners, to you know even the media, even everything. Like, because we all know that you know the strice effect is great when when you know famous people start attacking Bitcoin, then it just becomes stronger. Or when uh, China attacks on Bitcoin then it just becomes stronger so it's just incredible how everything kind of works to its a- advantage in the long term obviously as as hodlers we take big hits in short term every every couple of years but in the long term it's just like getting stronger and stronger all the time
0: i know it's meant like you have you so something like, like look i think everyone comes um in at least in the west initially they come for like you know The money, uh, making money, you you maybe somehow start to fall into kind of the inflation, like, you know, inflation hedge, kind of, at least over the very long term, which is evident more now, I suppose, but um, people fall into that and then you have just, but it's, it's obvious that it's that way in the West, but like, I don't know, you know, you kind of you have a tendency to forget that like 75% of the world are like unbanked and they have no access to like payments infrastructure or anything whatsoever like so for those guys it's totally different and then you have like just all layers being built in Bitcoin censorship resistance like um yeah it's the whole kind of what would probably end up being like the you know the web5 stuff um that jack dorsey and all that's working on like building layers upon layers of different applications on bitcoin um so i suppose in a way well not that the blockchain not bitcoin was correct but there was there was something to it but just not how we all thought when we we joined like what five years ago or whatever um but yeah so like it just just with regards like the whole see so you, kind of saying the idea like all roads lead to bitcoin um well a lot of different roads anyway the perfect incentive wheel um kind of you know get game theory all that good stuff like it's just i think i think we touched on a bit the conference like but what do you think like do, do you think that um bitcoin can like is there any way it's kind of failing around now do you have any concerns um like can there be better thing. like i suppose is there a way that this incentive fly where you think could, could be broken um and do you have any concerns around or anything that needs more work to help this be the case or to not be the case for it to be broken i
1: think uh, probably the the one thing that i'm worried about the most is that if um if and when uh mining becomes very centralized uh then there's a possibility of like you know censoring transactions and these kind of things on that front Uh, but now I think uh, with this uh, stratum 2.0 or something like that that they're working on which is allows that the uh, individual miners can basically basically uh, uh, organize those transactions that the pools don't have that kind of control that they can have right now I think that's a kind of positive meditation that is happening there but that's definitely a big big issue is is potentially that the mining pools can can be co-opted and and kind of uh you know do stuff that is not good for the network it hasn't happened yet in big scale but it's it's possible and second thing is that um how do we improve the UX that we get more and more people to actually own Bitcoin and not just leave them on the exchanges and then like learn how to responsibly self-custody without kind of burning themselves Uh, and and doing it in a way that uh, you know feels natural that people don't feel like that they have to kind of uh, go into scary places in a way you know like being too reliant on themselves and stuff so we have some good good companies like I'd say Unchained or Casa that are trying to kind of for example teach people to use multi in a way that is kind of friendly and doesn't feel like that you have to you know go to coding school for 10 years and and put your, like, life savings into something that you don't understand at all. Uh, so there's good things happening there, but that's the second one. And uh, and that related, obviously, what, for example, what Matt Odell is always, always, uh, uh, you know, uh, advocating is this kind of a heightened sense of privacy that, that people easily forget in this today's world where everything, you know, all the kind of dopamine hits are one click away somewhere. And and you often you know just don't think about what you're sharing, and and uh, it's good that we have those, you know, smart people in the in the scene that are trying to educate people. You know, now when when things like, things are still relatively good, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. The stratum stratum V two, I think it's called, and it just basically kind of massively reduces the, it just reduces the power of a pool to. Um, know to uh sensor transactions as you say the individual miners can break off from what the pool is doing but yeah no it's similar concerns and look especially around like bitcoin privacy stuff like that it's uh yeah so yeah What what you said around like so bitcoin privacy um is a massive one for me in fact it's probably the main one um and then the, the wallet infrastructure so uh like at the moment you you have that problem with and as well like obi's new thing fediment um like that's that's super interesting around this kind of the idea of the, the second party custody or whatever but um yeah like even you say that like people if you get someone to ledger people discount like that are in the bitcoin space just how intimidating the ledger can be like i was talking to a guy recently who's been in bitcoin like a couple of years now he's kind of a total like you know he's he's older. He's um kind of you know uh, a school teacher background, and he didn't he understands Bitcoin, understands all that, has held it on Coinbase the whole time, um and he tried to, you know he got Ledger and he went to send some to Ledger. I don't I don't actually know how he managed to do it, but he managed to lose the Bitcoin he sent to Ledger. Now he did he didn't oh. send it all yeah out, 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 <laughs> he 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 only sent like a couple hundred quid or something but i i don't know how he <laughs> how he managed to do it but like it's it's still it's nowhere near at that level where it's just like you know this just works like um for everyone so indeed, indeed. yeah um but uh yeah go on maybe
1: on the privacy side also i think that uh the- one one thing that is kind of uh frustrating maybe more than worrying is 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 for example the european union's uh um, initiatives where they they kind of try to demonize in a way using the so-called unhosted wallets that like Hmm. custodying your own bitcoin is somehow like a have negative negative connotations in a way that like it's better if you keep it in in some regulated exchange than if you if you don't do it then they try to make it you know at least a little bit harder for example sending i think they're trying to impose a law that if you send from an exchange to an unhosted wallet then you have to somehow prove who owns that wallet and these kind of things so it's for me it's kind of funny that it's same organization that has this uh, gdpr like a groundbreaking uh, privacy protection laws in a way for people that uh, for example uh tick tock or facebook or uh, google you know can't like just run rampant on your data uh, so, so they set some protections there uh but then when it comes to your you know own money that you've earned and and what you want to do with that then 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 Suddenly, they're not so concerned about their privacy anymore. So it's kind of a bit frustrating to see that kind of a, a kind of dual morality morality in a way that is is there in the EU policies right now here in Europe.
0: Yeah, and so like you, you said, um, you, you said the company you're involved with has built, uh, or the company that you own and run has built uh, Bitcoin infrastructure for an exchange in Finland and your ability to white label yourself like um so do you have like do you have much experience dealing with regulation in Finland like are is it are they hospitable towards it um yeah what's the story there yeah so personally
1: i i I don't have um haven't dealt with the uh regulators in Finland in terms of like Bitcoin-related businesses, like personally, but uh, the company that we acquired in 2016, they had they had done that, and that was super early days. I mean, think about how much the regulators knew about Bitcoin in 2013, 14. <laughs> so it was like uh, very challenging at the time. Um, I do know we've been involved in some some startups here that that have have gotten even those kind of uh, EU-wide licenses to do virtual asset services and and these kind of things so i think they are kind of trying hard um and i've been involved in in this kind of whatsapp group uh related to to kind of um the digital asset regulation in in, in european union and collecting like feedback from the industry here in in finland and uh there's been some of the regulator people in the same chat and i think at at, at, at least they seem to have this kind of open mind and and kind of solution oriented mindset but we'll see we'll see how far that will go i you know finland is known as like uh, the holy land of of regulation in a way uh and for the most part it's it's pretty smart regulation to kind of a create a safe environment for people to kind of live their lives and build their businesses uh but uh, i'd say that in this case it might even be that the finnish people will be you know, more Bitcoin friendly in a way than the, the actual EU EU head office people in a way. So so it might be interesting to see like uh, how much we can influence from Finland to make it like more reasonable and how much it comes from like that Christian Lagarde camp of like just make it as hard hard to use as possible. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I've, I I have, have high hopes of the kind of uh, Finnish regulators that they, they do the right things. I tried to do the right things
0: so in like overall in finland are they actually granting licenses is it a is it a friendly regulatory environment or because it just for example in ireland there's been two licenses well only one of them is a proper license but there's been two um well technically they're not even licenses they're just authorizations but uh there has been there's been two granted um out of like you know like <laughs> had uh, like 600 applications or something and this has been going on for years so ireland is like you know obviously within the eu as well but the regulatory environment is just totally like totally hostile so it sounds a, like it i suppose is there a bit of a bitcoin business community in finland
1: yeah not? well if you think about uh, uh local business uh, local bitcoins uh this very famous kind of og company in the space is a finnish company and from oh. finland so so in a way uh, there's been a successful business, Bitcoin related business from here you know probably one of the oldest ones that is still kind of vibrant and ongoing uh, so in a way they've had experience with like successful Bitcoin business in the Finnish business environment for a very long time probably like close to 10 years uh, and I I know that uh, uh, at least two companies that have gotten the licenses uh, from the regulators haven't been super easy but it's been possible to do and i even met an entrepreneur in amsterdam that was from switzerland which supposedly like the kind of a great place for banking and like let's say flexible banking that's what it's known for in a way and he said that his bitcoin company's bank account is going to be a finnish bank account (laughs) (laughs) so that was a new thing for me that we have a startup from switzerland or you know creating the banking relationships in finland so i guess something good is happening there
0: yeah that's good I, i think the big problem in ireland is that like look although i'm not sure about the eu regulators as a whole i think they're quite quite hostile towards you know bitcoin in general but like um in ireland it's not so much bitcoin on a local level it's more the fact that uh ireland just a very conservative after you know the whole 2008 banking crisis which was very heavily there's some irish banks that went under like so um and the regulators took a lot of blame And you know it's the same people in there like so they just don't if it's anyway like not already there they just say no to everything more or less <laughs> um which is a massive problem for bitcoin here but then you look you have these it sounds like there's a bit going on in Finland, but you know, places like Lithuania are very, very Bitcoin-friendly. There's loads going on there, um, but yeah, and, and just the community in general, like in Finland, how does it look? Is there a bit of a, is there a pleb scene, is there meetups, um, is uh, rents, is it more crypto-focused or Bitcoin-focused? Um, yeah, what's what's the story there?
1: Yeah, so my, my sense is that we have a pretty good uh, Bitcoin community here. The funny thing is that uh, my job is quite international so like i travel travel a lot to southeast asia and middle east all the time so i've been on this meetup group for for like a helsinki bitcoin hobbyists meetups that they have once a month and i tried to go there for like five six times <laughs> and every time something happens i have to you know either ki- kids are kiddies sick or or uh, i'm traveling somewhere or something something happens. so i haven't made it there yet but i know some some people uh from the scene and and we have some great bitcoiners at our co- working at our company by the way i just want to make clarification on earlier that uh, at oivan i'm the ceo and co-founder so i'm not the kind of sole owner of the company okay, okay. one of the one of the one of the many many founder founder owners of the company so we have a good scene here um, and then we have for example the the consensus network which is this really cool starfish uh like a book publishing organization mm-hmm. focusing on Bitcoin, uh, run by this Finnish guy Nico. Uh, I've never met him, but uh, what they're doing is, is really really cool stuff. And uh, then we have the younger generation, kind of understandably, is very ex- has been very excited about the non-Bitcoin related stuff, so NFTs, Web three, that the usual story and uh when i speak with these people i i listen and uh and uh, then i just try to kind of guide them to that that you know sooner or later you will realize that bitcoin is like the the main show here and that uh if you think about that you would like to tinker and build and you know build fast and 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 and, uh, break things all those kind of startup philosophy things then you know, take a look at the second layers and third layers of Bitcoin. Maybe you can find like a better place to to build your stuff there, rather than go to Solana or Polkadot or whatever you're kind of doing right now. But again, it's just me, one little blab trying to trying to kind of uh, put my ideas out there. Some of them uh, are listening, and and most of them are like, well, you can keep your Boomer Coin, and I'll I'll go build my my nft platform on 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 solana (laughs) so then i say like good luck (laughs) see you in a few
0: years (laughs) i know i think that as well the whole it's that culture um build fast and break things i don't actually think you know like i'm obviously from startup background as well like that's actually it's good for startups but like the problem is that a lot of the money in silicon valley has been like you know the vc money comes in big money and they want to they, they believe the same stuff that we believed initially about you know Bitcoin's old tech blockchains next and then they bring that culture towards these uh you know smart contract DeFi platforms all that kind of stuff and it's just like uh you know that's how you get like a a 500 million dollar hack of like everyone's money just disappears like that kind of stuff so <laughs> pretty pretty much every week you
1: know it's just like you, you can whether it's 5 million or 50 million or 500 million, you know, that, that might, might vary, but every week we hear about one or one or two of those, those hacks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
1: crazy. Plus also the kind of, um, incentive structure for the VCs has been kind of insane. Uh, like in the traditional startup world, the VCs actually had to take a lot of risk on, on like finding the right founders and with the right ideas, putting a lot of money in there and then kind of writing that that company's journey for like five to ten years before they say see any paydays and the company actually ha- has to kind of uh find the product market fit and you know start get that kind of growth curve in the right way whereas in with this crypto space you just you know make a nice looking landing page and have some like a uh, famous people in that team and then you make some kind of a uh, obviously you pre-mine and, and give the vcs you know 20 to 30 percent of those tokens and then you just do some kind of a campaign and get the get the shitcoin kids excited about it and then just dump dump it on the retail and it's like now they what took five to ten years to get that you know payback now it takes you know five to ten months basically to get the payback and then like it's it's kind of crazy i think it, it does not incentivize People to build like quality projects in a way where you can kind of monetize even before <laughs> launching Even for the most most part that's what I li- like about I bit- Bitcoin businesses because they are often built with much less money and m- with much more conviction and much more like that we are here for not only to get rich but to, to kind of uh, 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 build something uh, you know solid and, and tangible that actually helps people around the world in the long term. And that's why that appeals me. It appeals to me that philosophy much more than this kind of get get rich quick type of thing that is very prevalent in the in the shitcoin space.
0: Yeah, exactly. I totally agree, and as well, I think that like VCs in general. So, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with VCs. Like, they're definitely or or even the the premise behind it. But I think I've always thought VCs are like or venture capital is kind of quite fiat really you know like a lot of the massive vc funds could just get acts like they're quite close to the money printer um you know the canceling effect all that so they get super cheap uh, money plunge it into startups whatever or you know at later stage startups sometimes and they the risk return isn't even really that big a deal because you know unlimited money at like close to you know very very low interest rates and like it's like they've. I don't know. Will it keep working? It's it's unclear because the bull. We're in a bear market at the moment, but it's like now it's the fees. It's, it's what you said about the instru- incentive structure is just turned much more insane again. Like because they can just get a and more or less an immediate exit into the pump, which um, yeah, just just wrecks. Like I I know so many people that uh, you know, just even recently just lost absolutely tons of money like into these VC projects which the most vast majority of them are and yeah it's just just an education thing which is um i, I do think there's a lot of people coming around there. like you know these events there's a lot of uh people who have kind of quote unquote seen the lights you know um so it'd, be, it'd just be interesting to see does it can this happen like in a massive way for like a third time round now um and the next bitcoin bull market and it remains to be seen if there's enough of a network of people to kind of call this out like enough of a consciousness to for new people to realize what's happening what what do you think probably yeah it's going to be <laughs> pro-
1: that, that that's why like we're here it's so interesting to see i mean you know every every time we predict something that is certainly going to happen then the opposite typically happens but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's gonna be exciting to see I think in the end there is this very positive kind of a loop going on that that every cycle bunch of people get in trying to get rich quick some of them go to Bitcoin most of them go to the shit coins and and NFTs and that kind of stuff and then everything just comes crashing down happens every time but some of those people who came in have had time to kind of realize that hey there's this bitcoin is is special it it stands completely like aside from everything else and so every cycle we get a few people that go through that blockchain not bitcoin kind of journey and then come into bitcoin and like okay, this is the real deal this is something that i really believe that has can can exist for hundreds of years and, and help everybody on this planet and hopefully beyond even and 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 then once that cycle goes but then on on top of that the the ux is getting better so every cycle the ux is also getting better so so now when people come in they have like a softer pillow to land in in a way so so they they don't have to kind of like think about people who came into bitcoin like 2014 (laughs) 15, like try to figure out you know how to self custody and, and 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 all these kind of things then even in the last cycle, we already had ledgers and 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 these kind of things. Now this cycle, we have like unchains and casas and 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 always it's getting better. And and next cycle, we have like much more of like easy access services that are well built by true bitcoiners with the kind of uh, demonstrating the right philosophy behind. So I'd say that the the game theory again is working to our advantage that over time. You know more and more people will will kind of see the light so to speak and become like like true bitcoiners as we are
0: yeah so like you've obviously been a like successful tech entrepreneur now for like you know 20 years why um or been in the space in tech in general in 20 years and the whole build fast break things mantra um you're well aware of do look so i suppose do you think that um like is there actually anything that interests you that you think could that is say you know stuff being done on SLAN or DeFi or all kinds stable coins whatever um is there anything you think that has like potential to be either being done on bitcoin or to be done on bitcoin that's working to some degree in other chains um that like i i suppose we we might agree that long term because they it's not bitcoin they may be destined to fail or whatever. Or maybe you might not agree um, totally. But yeah, is, is there anything interesting happening outside of Bitcoin itself that maybe you would like to see come to Bitcoin or just think it's interesting or compelling in general?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, the easy one is is obviously stable coins because they just make so much sense for for people, especially uh, who are living outside of the USD, Euro Euro world uh if you live in uh argentina or turkey or you know any any place where the local currency is is like uh severely mismanaged uh then uh having access to stable coins especially usd based stable coins makes perfect sense because like you don't you don't want to risk your family's like food budget on 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 some dump when when a billionaire decides that that they don't accept bitcoin anymore you don't want to lose your family's food budget for the month because of that so so stable coins definitely make sense for people um uh, now we have these projects like taro that they're trying to build do this on bitcoin which i think is super interesting to see how it works out in practice uh, you know the trust issues with stable coins are, are quite quite large now especially after what happened with that that luna thing um so i think in that sense tether and usdc that are like the have been around for quite a long time and and although they do have their own like let's say reputation issues uh with tether it's about like what what is their actual like uh, you know collateral situation and on the usdc side is that like they might be a bit too cozy with the, with the regulators and stuff uh but but still it's going to be hard for anybody else to compete with these two because they are so like entrenched already but uh, at the same time it's going to be interesting to see if those Bitcoin based uh uh, stable coins become a thing and succeed Uh, I think the ideal use case for anybody in the world outside of you know EU EU well actually I could even add EU there now with with euro you know like a tanking as it is so so I think everybody in the world Probably would benefit of having like one wallet where you have your bitcoin savings account and then usd based uh, stable coins that you can just switch around and use the other one for everyday stuff and the other one for saving it just make makes perfect sense for everybody but especially in that in the so-called uh ascending world and, and uh, uh that's on. one thing and then the other things i mean i you know, you would think that I would be like inclined to think about NFTs on, on Bitcoin and stuff, considering that I come from like the creative side that I, I do music and, and stuff. But I just, it, for me, it feels kind of forced. It It's just, just like an unnecessary kind of layer on top. Like I just like my Bitcoin as Bitcoin and then like my music as my music. And if you, if, if somebody thinks that my music is worth something, then they can just send me some sats. Like that's, that's all i care about so i don't think at least personally i'm not a big fan of of thinking about doing like nfts on bitcoin and stuff like that i don't see like i don't get too excited about that stuff personally and then the defi side in a way that is kind of a defi app if you have that app where you have your stable coins and bitcoin in the same app because you can kind of you know trade trade with those two to that that pair i think they're doing interesting projects now trying to build these kind of a DeFi platforms on bitcoin uh, where which are like outside of any companies that are running it or you don't have any kind of ceos that you can go and arrest and these kind of thing it's interesting to see what's going to happen there but uh will most likely be a little bit uh, uh fringe in a way as long as those altcoins exist because then the people who are really have that gambling mindset will most likely just to go and gamble with (laughs) with with those uh, uni uni things anyways so so I think it's valuable to have something similar in the Bitcoin ecosystem how popular will it be that remains to be seen
0: yeah that's interesting what you said about especially around the nfts um uh the fact that you know you come from a kind of that creative angle and you don't really because personally i feel like nfts are like a a product in search of a market and that like it's i just don't get it at all like i i get it but i don't thank <laughs> you i don't want one i don't feel any need for them um but yeah it's just interesting yeah it's interesting you, from that angle um But yeah, stable coins as well. Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, I think this is interesting to get your takes on this. Like recently, I kind of came to the conclusion that um, because with our business, like with Bitcoin back loans, what we're doing is, you know, we're starting off with stable coin loans and we were looking at doing like, there's a couple of euro stable coins. So for example, there's um, uh, Circle have their own version of, They've a new one now called Eurocoin, uh surround version of the USDC, but in Euros. Um and their Tether have had Euro Tether for a couple of years. Um but there doesn't I it, it just seems there's no demand from whatsoever. Um yeah. Yeah. Because,
1: I've been yeah. Yeah, yeah we I've been approached, uh uh our company has been approached to to build like a euro stablecoin project. Well, i was like just like why would anybody need it like when you already have the usd stable coins because i mean i could potentially see a case perhaps uh if a company would like to have some money in their treasury in like their local currency it would be difficult for them to hold usd or something like that but it's really kind of fringe case i don't think there's a big demand for it so i think as long as uh usd is the kind of leading leading fiat currency in the world i don't think any any other stable coins make a lot of sense than than usd personally
0: yeah that's interesting i i do wonder there is something though i wonder um and especially circular well the circular obviously and there's a euro table but i know circular pushing the their euro one much more um even though no one wants it there's, there's, I wonder, there's in the upcoming mica regulation, there is something about they're trying to restrict. Um, if, if I don't know how they're going to do it, but like you'd assume they have some plan, but I don't know, <laughs> maybe that's the wrong assumption, maybe they just don't understand. Um, but they're talking about if I think it's if you transact more than 200 million dollars in a non uh, two or 200 million euros they basically they're trying to restrict usdt and usdc's daily volume within europe um so maybe they're going to try and push a regulatory point of view yeah, a regulatory angle to say that like only euro stablecoins are allowed in europe on exchanges or something um and maybe tever and circle know something that we don't there so maybe that's what they're doing but it's yes yeah, it's a bit of a head scratcher like it is and that was the second
1: thing that when when this uh project was proposed to us uh I said one one side is the demand so I don't see that there's going to be like a growing demand on 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 a euro stablecoin. it was like a over a year ago and I definitely the demand for euros has gone <laughs> gone down ever since and and second thing was the regular thing, because it seems to me that the, the way they are designing that that law right now is that somehow that it's okay to run these smaller like euro stable coins in europe as long as you they are like uh, highly regulated uh, but then if it goes big enough then it's not okay anymore which it's kind of crazy crazy incentive model that why would you build something that's supposed to scale like in a way infinitely but then there's like a roof glass roof that you can't can't hit so it's like a double, double disincentives to to do anything related to that. At least from my personal perspective. And then I think the EU most likely has some uh, uh, dreams to to launch some Euro uh, <laughs> CBDC at some point. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they get around that.
0: What 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 do you think of that? What's your opinions around that stuff? Like, apparently I think, especially in America, um, USDC has a very big opportunity to become the CBDC the way they're going. But yeah, what what do you think of your CBDC, CBDCs in general? Yeah, well, I
1: think in Europe, uh, especially when the market has already shown that the interest of like Euro stablecoins is not very high, so I don't think it's it's gonna be a very easy sell uh, to have like a uh, ECB, CBDC that people will just like like happily hand over their cash and just start using it like as like, hey, this is actually a great improvement to my life. I I, I I don't see that happening that that easily. Uh, in the US, it's a bit different because the USDC and uh, has already kind of uh, proven itself in the market that people like it. And they, they already have, like, a, you know, people happily, you know, whenever they need, like, dollar-denominated uh, liquidity, they happily put it in the USDC. So, like, they, they, you don't have to ask people twice. They either choose Tether or USDC. So, in that case, it might be the best option for you us government to kind of just lean on that because the, the users are, are already there and then the technology is already there and uh, the track record of government doing these huge fintech digital service platforms that that should work 100% at all times is not not very high uh so there's there's a big risk in in launching something something uh europe for example if the ecb tries to do their cbdc and build it themselves launch it it's it's gonna be tough not only from the from the technical side but also like the market adoption side i I, i'm not sure so sure that people will be like super excited about that at at least at the scale that that they they, they'd like
0: yeah 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 and i I suppose i think to cbdc's is like i don't know would it ever really have been a ping unless bitcoin you know if bitcoin was never invented like how would that work because yeah so it's kind of like the problem their massive problem with cbdc's is that they're competing and it's the same with the same thing with eurocoin um was it if you take a european's uh c- cbdc it's exactly the same thing with with circles eurocoin that no one really wants it they have to compete in a global you know, they're competing in a global free market of stable coins, which is the same way that, like, for a fiat-based thing, is just going to trend all towards the one, um, which I think is like a monetary law or something. It's like, a, is that like Gresham's Law or something like that? Um, but at the same time, they don't care. <laughs> they try and just make the laws and say, this is so. So it'd be, be interesting to see. Um, I mean, see there might be some like...
1: A- Yeah, I think there might be some like uh, manufactured market opportunities that that perhaps they know something that there's some regulation coming that they're going to box people into, like have a captive audience for certain kind of usage. But it can only work for a while and uh, you might kind of reap some benefits as long as that kind of whatever prison you're building is kind of the walls are are still there. But you're going to piss off a lot of people and, and people will find find their way out and then the whole thing will collapse. So it can be, you know, temporary at best, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's just say just a, a couple of other things. Like, so, like, what do you think? Um, like, what what do you think needs to be built in Bitcoin that that isn't being built at the moment? Is there anything you have, like, you think you're kind of burning desire for a need that may maybe you're not building but like you think that other people should or that needs to be done
1: that's a great question um i have to say i'm I'm very impressed uh on, on what the community is building right now especially now when we are in this bear market times where kind of most of the excitement is gone from uh, especially if you look from the outside in uh, so the stuff that's happening with the lightning network is just mind blowing, uh, stuff that is happening with the value for value kind of business models. That's great. It's in the early days, but that's awesome. One thing I'm super interested is about the, the g- gaming, like the thunder games and these startups that are, are building games where people kind of start earning Bitcoin, like few sets here and there without having to think about it at all in a way. So that's a great way to kind of onboard people in the bitcoin world while making it fun and not intimidating at all so that's super exciting uh and then what we are also working at oivan with this hatch project is to try to make it as seamless and easy for people to kind of buy their first bitcoin and, and then educate them and encourage them to to store it themselves whether if it's a self-custody mobile wallet or or, or hard, hardware wallet uh you know anywhere it, Besides that exchange that you used to buy it in the first, uh, like uh, in the first place, you know, try to, try to teach people how to custody themselves. That's really interesting and all the kind of educational things. How can we, how can we kind of explain Bitcoin in a more friendly way, in a more kind of story, storytelling way, because it's a very complicated subject. It's like anybody who has studied for five to ten years still only knows like a part of it because not only is it super complicated, it's evolving every day. So it's a really difficult subject to to kind of explain. So so the more we can find ways that that are kind of adaptable, that for this kind of person, this message works, for this kind of person, this UX works, for this kind of person, this kind of onboarding works. You know, this person can be onboarded through gaming, this person can be onboarded through saving these kind of things that if we think about it as a community and business community i think there's a lot of opportunity there in the future
0: yeah there's huge um as well you're talking about the gaming there like i was talking to um recent one of the conferences and he actually be guesting the podcast in a few weeks but uh one of the guys from not thunder which is a little bit different but uh zebedee they're kind of like
1: yeah yeah that's cool one as well,
0: yeah yeah but like it's now i don't know he they, they were taking more I think their main point is that I don't think they develop games so much. It's more allowing like in, uh, integrations into, like, say, payments in Bitcoin within games and stuff like that. But um, tis a massive. He, well, he he wasn't talking too much specifically around what I'm about to say, but I kind of realised after it's just a, a huge market opportunity. Um, well, I chatted to him briefly on it, and it definitely has been done. But <laughs> uh, esports and Bitcoin, and they're talking oh, yeah. about. Um, and i don't know i i can imagine there have been all kinds of regulatory problems around this but because bitcoin is borderless if the company sets like if a company sets themselves up right there could be a massive market for like um cuz i'm just thinking gambling regulations stuff like that where you know you can totally just monetize um a game so say like if you're playing like a csgo or something they could just have competitions that like just totally pay in pay out in bitcoin like that kind of thing um which will just make a massive uh, now the problem around that there could be ish like genuine issues around not even the regulation but just like i imagine a lot of bad actors would flood the space for gambling stuff like that but it it, it really is very interesting because like i know when i was younger i used to play a lot of uh that kind of thing and it would have been great fun to be able to you know get 10 guys in a game and everyone puts in 10 quids worth of bitcoin and the winner kind of takes it all like (laughs) but uh yes the stuff like that like but to be honest i think that um like this is literally only like i'm the same as yourself like we're deep in a bear market there's there's loads of people building and i think it's it's only it's like it's only just scratching the surface because now there's now we have that kind of level of entrepreneur It was like like say when you joined or anyone like jack dorsey any of these people everyone believed at the time the kind of the blockchain that bitcoin's old blockchain is new so anyone that even begins to understood cryptocurrency in bitcoin that was a capable entrepreneur didn't have the same didn't have the level of understanding of bitcoin necessary to understand where where, where we believe the bitcoin space is going and they'll that level the 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 number of people who understand this is being raised more and more with with every passing week so that we're getting this huge market opportunities that maybe people are trying to solve with crypto and, and realizing that this is where it actually is at and there's people who are capable enough solve these problems because they're getting their bitcoin education up to a high enough level so i i just think the whole thing's going to explode and i do think there is another thing like i know i know i was kind of um saying about vcs earlier but like look there there definitely is a a need for a lot of things for and a lot of these bitcoin projects are backed by like bitcoin vcs and stuff so there is there is a need for vcs but like there's a problem in bitcoin at the moment where there's a, a mismatch between like VCs in general believe that, you know, if they don't under if they're in the crypto space for the most part, they're investing in you know these as you said the crazy incentive structure. They're investing crazy crazy projects. But then people who have a lot of Bitcoin don't, unless it's kind of more from a philo- philanthropic lens, don't really want. It doesn't really make too much sense to them to involve to invest in Bitcoin projects from a risk reward basis at the moment um because like it's almost like there is probably like bitcoin if you look at bitcoin itself and you believe bitcoin is going to go to like a purchasing power value today of like 10 million dollars or something it's quite rare that like you're going to get any any kind of anywhere near to the level of guaranteed return from a startup so i think in the next three or four years what we'll see is after the next bull run or during it that kind of changes, that that in inverts so that people who now, like there'll be a ton of people who have made, who understand Bitcoin, have made a ton more money and now are, are willing to start releasing some of that funds into Bitcoin companies, which will then kind of spur the thing to the next level. So I suppose the point I'm making is, this is just all totally getting started. And like, you know, who knows, like you, your company has just started dabbling in Bitcoin in in five years your your whole company <laughs> could be bitcoin like um i think that's uh, well uh, yeah obviously that, that that'd be up to you but i i think it's the same way that like with my company like we were working in bitcoin around bitcoin and eventually we just started to sink more and more into it and it's like now we we're not really doing anything else over than bitcoin so um i think if that's the that's the natural path but um yeah what what, what do you think about that
1: I think that that's uh uh very much how I think of it as well. Uh the Bitcoin VCs, if I just say a few words on those, I think those are kind of great because they are run by people who come more from the kind of philosophical angle rather than like the quick quick wins. Um like, you know, the ten ten thirty ones and these kind of companies. It seems to me that they are they are investing in in more like long-term projects and and then uh, on the other hand uh, the entrepreneurs themselves don't expect to get like you know enormous amount of money to to build something they 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 get by with less because they're so the conviction is so high that you know they will (laughs) happily work there anyway they just need enough to get going and get forward but it's not this excess that has been seen like for example a couple of years ago, ago when those scooter startups came all over the world like and everybody was just raising like 100 million 200 million 500 million and kind of crazy so Bitcoin investing today is more like reasonable in a sense but yeah definitely once um once we get to these uh really high big highs uh, over time you know whether it's two years five years ten years we probably nobody knows exactly when but once we get to these levels where like this ridiculous stops again I'm sure that there's gonna be more and more uh, people who are come from the business background and kind of investment background, and at that time, then they'll their possibility to invest in 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 new startups is uh, quite quite good. And and then I definitely think that some of some of them, maybe even I will will then you know put some of that bitcoin to work uh, for the benefit of the community. Although for the most part, every time you you Part from your bitcoin
0: <laughs> in five to ten years like why did i buy that beer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know i know and i actually think there's a massive market opportunity and maybe something yet like you guys could look at is uh no i i don't know the regular stuff around it but like just literally like like i'd love to spend in lightning because i do think that like bitcoin spending is going to become more of a thing in a slow way over the next five to ten years not the way that people thought it would happen you know just at these conferences for example everyone's spending lightning because everyone's so like you know um what's the word uh passionate's not the word but like yeah like a fanatical like um that that faction's gonna grow more but like i love an app where i could just I could spend in lightning but then it just auto buys it just auto replaces immediately what i've spent. oh yeah 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 that makes on. sense yeah that's actually a good um, idea and
1: then also, there's also things that for example in finland uh if you spend up to thousand euros worth of of bitcoin a year then you don't have to do any reporting for the tax tax authorities so i'm just like thinking out loud perhaps we could have an app in finland that would be uh that up to thousand euros you could just spend your sats way you want like buy coffees and, and 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 whatever you need to buy and then then if, if it goes over that then it either says that now it's time to start making tax reports or or then wait until next year <laughs> or until the government raises that that level <laughs> but that's yeah, one thing yeah. yeah that that could work because like the one thing that in the everyday use obviously the big issue is the income tax reporting which is kind of a kind of crazy that was even back in the day when uh facebook was doing that libra project that their stablecom project that kind of failed completely by the way that guy who was running it now he has big lightning <laughs> lightning startup nowadays uh, at the time i wrote a blog post uh about it uh, i think it was even published in some like finnish business magazine or like i was interviewed in that that it was like impossible project in finland because it was um tied to a basket of, of they were planning to tie to the basket of fiat currencies so it would fluctuate to, towards the euro price you know yeah maybe not a lot but a little bit so basically it would mean that you would have to file in tax reports every time you buy like a coffee or something like that so <laughs> it was kind of doomed to fail from that sense as well
0: yeah yeah so um yeah as yeah there, there is an interesting uh there's an interesting product I came across. Um, I suppose we'll just wrap up after this as well. But the in- interesting product is um you can actually get you can get like a for the app I just said for spending Bitcoin day to day, rather than a buy but rather than a buy or spend your Bitcoin and then it automatically re- restacks what you spend, um, you could actually get like a crypto kind of credit. Uh, or a bitcoin credit card that issues a credit which isn't too dissimilar from what we're doing but it issues a credit line um once you're buying once you're spending the bitcoin so so you go sorry you go into the shop you have your card um you want to spend it spends in fiat but it draws the credit line from the bitcoin you have so it doesn't oh, it doesn't, okay, incur, okay. It doesn't yeah, incur a tax event but it's the, the, obviously the massive problem there is i think you could do it you could do it nationally um and there's actually a possibility you might be exempt exempt in each european country from consumer credit legislation but like you could do it nationally but at the moment you wouldn't be able to do that like it wouldn't be like something like Revolut, where they get licensed in lithuania and they can operate all over europe because there is that framework isn't there yet but um, yeah. i i expect we'll start to see stuff like that when the the regulatory clarity gets better e- even if it's maybe somewhat hostile it, it should it should be possible to do those kind of things which is interesting um but yeah so like what's what's next for for you in the space where can people find you and like say with hatch like your your um internal product what's uh what's the hope for that what what are you looking to do
1: yeah so the for us right now it's something that we do as um uh like a long-term project and and we put not too much resources right not right now there to to promote it but but we are seeing the first because we know that the market is not ready for the most part for those like old school companies to kind of embrace bitcoin it will take some time for most of them especially here in the northern Europe Uh, but we are now seeing first kind of uh, we have first discussions of of cases in Europe that we are kind of uh doing the first implementations of hatch with with, uh, some financial institutions in southern europe i uh, hopefully get those live next year and then uh, keep talking to people keep uh, we also have a lot of stuff happening in the middle east so we're talking with local local companies local you know public uh, institutions there about what we're doing and uh, you know my thesis is that you know as you stick around as as hodling you know just stick around and and don't lose your nerve and keep building and keep talking and keep you know, believing, uh, and then over time, you know, the business will start accumulating. So that's kind of our plan, plan there with Hatch, because uh, the other other side of our company that is just building these huge digital transformation projects is that's where kind of the meat today is in in our business. But this Hatch is a really cool cool new thing that we're doing, and 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 first signs of 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 kind of it working are are kind of starting to show, show up. And then other other things I do, I have the the higher low so at the higher low and the higher you can find my acoustic blep rock or maximalist pop punk songs if you're interested and uh yeah that that's about it that's that's me and my own personal twitter handle is at rami korhonen. probably tough to tough to get from from my speech but most likely in this podcast notes my name is somewhere there so it's just my first na- first name last name one word at
0: easy Sure, yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be in the description anyway. But... but so, and then look, just to clear up, Um. so if institutions, so we've hatched, the idea is that if financial institutions like banks or whatever, EMIs want to integrate Bitcoin, they can just come to you guys and plug in with with your, you have it all kind of ready. Is that correct? Exactly, yeah,
1: yeah, because the same, same
0: team that built it uh, in-house for us uh, originally built
1: a Bitcoin broker service in 2013. So like for nine years, they've been building on this space so a very experienced team and 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 they this time they build it in a way that you know after doing it basically three times in nine years this was the time that they like finally kind of this is the way we're supposed to build it the first time nine years ago so super proud of the kind of very clean nice nice code and the idea is just that like if you open a banking app uh you normally can do the normal things get your salaries pay your bills whatever sometimes you have like a little button there like invest in stock market so the idea is that one day you could have a button like invest in Bitcoin, and and that's where we have everything you need to do it. So we have the the code, the integrations with liquidity providers, all the uh, um, secure custody solution. Everything is there. So instead of you know hiring 50 developers and starting to read like mastering Bitcoin on how to how to build it, you can <laughs> come to us and we can kind of just plug and play and paint it in your colors and off you go
0: yeah okay okay that's good to know um so okay then thanks Rami and uh we will yeah we we'll speak to you again sounds great thanks Jack was my
1: pleasure and good luck with everything and let's keep stacking and staying humble
0: <laughs> sure okay great stuff
1: great stuff bye